Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. dry out eventually but also oh my gosh the box that stretch monster came in was this coolest ass fucking styrofoam that they form molded to him and the top of the styrofoam became the most badass motherfucking spaceship that i ever had as a child that it was almost as cool as the millennium falcon and it looked like a spaceship and I literally took a pen and different colored pens and made little spaceship dials on on the top of the styrofoam. I kind of wish I still had it now. Mm. My That's cool, though. It's one of the things where the box becomes just as cool as the toy when you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't make stuff like that quite anymore. Like, because so much packaging is either saved because they try to reduce packaging or the toy itself is so expensive that they use, like, the shittiest stuff to package it. But no, I know exactly what you're talking about, that multiple things would come with it that would make it cooler. Well, it was a farm-molded styrofoam, and it was a good hard uh, core styrofoam, not like the cheap crap where you can see the little lines, where you can see the balls that they just crushed into a styrofoam mold versus Mm -hmm. the actual fitted so yeah let's make the whole show about styrofoam yeah welcome to styrofoam cast hi my name is eric woodworth i'm your host of of uh uh styrocast we've completely changed uh gears on the show it's no longer quality time we're the styrocast uh i'm joined by my blood my brother mr jeremy p woodworth jeremy how are you sir um, that's not my name. My new name is Styro. <laughs> Styro the Dragon. I am Grand Wizard Dragon Styro. Are you sure you want to go with Grand Wizard uh, as your title of the Styro Kingdom? Uh, Grandmaster King Styro, <laughs> I think sounds better. But uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about our favorite Styro video. Um, Sty- Hold on. We're about to go Styro. <laughs> I don't know if they still have it. This is at least 20 years ago where this kid is standing shirtless and he's kind of like as bulked up as he can for a kid. And he's like, Mark versus Styro. And it's just a big pile of styrofoam that he's going to fight. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I like it. Sure. Video from 20 years ago. So. All right. Nice. Uh, and speaking of uh, videos that this lady would have seen 20 years ago, she would have been six. Give it up for the very lovely and talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Hi, Daddy. Um, if I could make a suggestion, though, like, yeah, a rebranding for the show. 
um, let's make it all about me and my job and uh, let's call it quality assurance time. Uh, I can tell you about the the <laughs> the styrofoam and whether or not it's good quality and should pass standards. Okay. I, all right. I prefer Ashley's uh, poop chat. Mm. Poop chat. Well, listen, you're trying to change the just the, the fucking name of the show on a whim, Jeremy. You need to relax. Um, no, I, I'm with Jeremy. Let's call it Scat's Chat, where it's just about scat, and you have to identify the game is whether it's my poo or animal poo. Jeremy's going to do great, I think. <laughs> okay, nice. You know, um, my our sweet sister Rachel, her childhood friend, uh, uh, Jessica... Uh, I won't drop her last oh, yeah. name. She uh, she uh, was the heir apparent of uh, of the guy who invented styrofoam, and she was ridiculously wow. rich. She was like one of like she was even though she was like a sixth cousin from the styrofoam fortune, she was still completely well off. And then uh, you know how you you tell you're well off because she wasn't a particularly beautiful woman, but she started modeling. And I think that's the real sign of wealth is when you're not beautiful and you go to model. Well, I also think it's funny that like you're trying to impress me and the listeners with her inheritance. Like, okay, cool. She inherited like all this money. Um, I inherited generational trauma, so who wins? <laughs> <laughs> you and the Native Americans. Um, so that's awesome. We're glad to be back here once again. Another exciting episode of Quality Time. Uh, Jeremy, I wanted to kick off today's episode with a little review. Um, now, this is the second week in a row that we're we're going to be mentioning our sweet sister, Amelia, uh, now, if I take you guys back in time to uh, Christmas Day, Miss um, Ashley, I, I remember that, that we told you that Jeremy got a special gift for Amelia on her bir- on uh, Christmas, and that was his yes. own movie, The Killer Clown Meets the Candyman, uh, starring Jeremy Woodworth and Edward Young X, former guest on the show, and Amelia wrote this wonderful review that I wanted to share with you. I got via text message uh, yesterday morning, okay? So here it goes. Notes while watching Killer Clown meets the Candyman. <laughs> Number one, there's nothing less convincing than Jeremy in a cop's uniform. <laughs> the next, the next, this is just, I'm reading it how it comes up, okay? By the way, <laughs> by the, way the car that they that the director had rented for this movie to be an authentic 70s car i was so fat i could barely fit behind it <laughs> even in a 70s car that was made for the fat people of the 70s i don't even think that they were made for for any fat person <laughs> i can't imagine anybody look, I, look even at my largest when i think i filmed this i was 330 pounds but any anybody past that oh god god help them i mean let's let's face it any any nba nba any any nba player has to have their car modified just to get their monster size yeah there's there's no way a shack shack is driving a fucking dodson i gotcha so i like to see shack fit into a fucking uh uh smart car or a mini actually eric eric fits in my smart car 
I'm not gonna lie. I I've I've ridden in um, Ashley's smart car before, and I occupied every bit of space that exists in that passenger seat. Like it was just like I, the, I was the maximum size you could be. Jeremy, you would have been quite uncomfortable. Um, By the way, there's two most uncomfortable things to be in that I know, which is a, a Volkswagen Beetle and a Cessna. Oh, okay. Oh, we're still talking cars. Got it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All right, let me get let me continue on with the um with the review here. Okay, so the cop uniform, okay, very unconvincing. J- the next the next sentence, so many crotch shots. Okay. <laughs> Did <laughs> the next sentence did we purposely use the dirtiest pair of underwear Jeremy owned? Question mark. <laughs> and then the next sentence, too the much crotch. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> the dr- <laughs> my buddy Edward made a point <laughs> on purpose to actually take a, a Sharpie pen and to make it look like my underwear to actually shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> actually put a, put a skid mark onto the underwear knowing that that would be seen on camera yes that is why okay oh my all right next sentence uh the fake wrapped up body is adorable next sentence i like that this went from meets to verses when did this become a cartoon? Um, I like this went from meets to verses. When did this become a cartoon? And this is in reference to when John Wayne Gacy fell behind the bed and then popped up as full Pogo the Clown. That's <laughs> <laughs> give away something at the end. So. And then the next one is, oh, my God. <laughs> This is my favorite sentence in the whole thing. Oh my God, Jeremy kissed a man. It's the only thing written in all caps. <laughs> and then, and then uh, this is in reference to the great John Link. Did John Link ever blink? <laughs> did, did he ever blink? And then she... I'm sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. I, I hate to... Um... This is the scariest part of the movie in written reality is that we we got John Link. We got him down to his undies to put him on a bed with at least eight to ten other Manson girls who are probably in their teens, maybe early 20s, so that he could just have a guitar in front of him to look like he was almost naked. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to us, completely, um, um, you know infested with lice and and first part of all he was on the bed that i slept on (laughs) that was your actual room (laughs) the worst part is where i'm thinking after the thought like what if these girls had actually gotten his lice or his crabs because they had to be in such proximity to him so i think the only thing to save the girls is that we forced him to uh dye his hair black which might have killed them for the day yeah also, yeah so he wasn't bathing in that time and probably hadn't bathed in at least a month or two i said i would be in this movie if i didn't have to bathe and, and also <laughs> and also john insisted on never 
showering, he preferred to take a bath because he was too cold showering. If I shower, my skin dries too quickly and I become cold. <laughs> he was just cold from the shower itself. I mean, <laughs> uh, and also <laughs> Edward was like, don't 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 let him fucking hang in there. He'll take he'll take up the bathroom for like four hours straight. He'll like bathe for four. Like, <laughs> like he's not about the business. He's just like. You know, just hang, hanging out in the bathtub for hours on end. So. That's so weird. He doesn't want to bathe, but when he does, it can take a four-hour stint. Okay, so he's like a he's like a piece of celery in a chicken noodle soup. He just kind of vegetates in there and soaks yeah. up all the juice. Okay, it seems good. Forbid, he hasn't had a real job in how many years, and it's like, oh, got to get up for work. I'll get up at 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. I'll be ready to go so, after I take my bath. So. But uh, <laughs> overall, uh, she said it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Six out of ten. So Amy Woodworth with a with an honest review. You know, I prefer she give me a 6.66 out of 10. 6.666 out of 10. Extra sixes off of evil. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Ashley, earlier this week, you got to headline your first gig. Do you want to tell our listeners about how that went? I didn't really prompt this at all, but I figured I would just ask. Sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I got to headline uh, a show this week, which I haven't headlined in quite a while. So it's nice to do a lot of feature work, a lot of hosting. And a real comedy Uh, club, too. This is the Harrisburg, uh, the Harris uh, Comedy Zone, right? Yes. I had a great time with all six people that showed up. Oh, six people. That was it. Oh, man. That's I'm I'm pretending like I didn't know that this is how the story was going to go. But was it at least fun? Did the six people laugh? Was it was it good overall? Yes. Yep. We had a, a lot of fun. I'm I, I'm glad I drove so far. Um, it it was a hoot. No, I did have a good time. It is it is unfortunately a little bit just depressing. It's a little bit demoralizing. And then to make it worse, as I'm walking on stage, I got a message that my show next month when I was headlining at another venue was just canceled. So I was like, this is great. It obviously can't be me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that that's that's been tough. Uh, you know the the usual with me, just been working a lot, still doing as much comedy as I can, getting into fights with people online. You know how it is. Hell yeah. Uh, well, hey, listen, there's one person in this on this show that has headlined a comedy club, and that that is you. That's you're the only one who's actually done that. So congratulations, you're still fucking crushing it. Uh, in comparison, because you know what. At least you've been to the dance. I ain't even I ain't even been to the dance before. I don't even know what it's like. I don't even know what it's like to be at that at that cool party. Well, you know what, Eric? As soon as I start stealing your jokes, there you go. <laughs> you're gonna headline. Like I said, I told oh, yeah. Jeremy you weren't here yet, but I told Eric earlier if he wants me to steal his jokes to give him some notoriety. Um, you know what? I'll start telling telling his Joker bits about watching his kids be born for the first time. I can be a very woke lesbian. Fuck yeah, be progressive, Ashley. If you could steal any of any of Eric's jokes and say, um, "I didn't write this joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway." So about my penis. <laughs> 
you know what I do want to start doing, Jeremy? I want to start learning the guitar. Well, I haven't played in a long time, but I'm going to start relearning. And I go up there and be like, this song is called My Brother, The Abortion. And they're like, does Ashley have a brother? And just, <laughs> anyways. And then I'll be like, you know, songs about Judas. <laughs> I did that. Uh, I did. I used to do the "My Brother" the abortion song all the time. And you know, uh, this was. Uh, I did this one time. God, because this is the first song I ever wrote. Right, I'd go around and tout this song about town because it was offensive and stuff like that. And I was at this show where uh, I, he was actually the first Magoobie's new competition winner of the year, uh, LeClerc Duncan, uh, who okay. he lives in New York. Uh, he made it on to like. Uh, I believe actually the David Letterman show when David Letterman was still a thing and made it on there. So he did pretty good for himself, right? He was headlining. Umar Khan was the feature and I was the I was the opening act. And Umar Khan, uh, I ran a room called Coco Lane and Umar had seen me do jokes for at least a year and a half, okay? He's probably seen me perform, I'm not lying, 20, 30 times, Okay. I hear Umar Khan dying laughing during my set, fucking crying. I do the abortion song. He thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever heard. He came up to me after my set was over and said the, the, not only the nicest, but also the meanest thing all in one sentence. He goes, <laughs> he came up to me and he goes, oh my God, dude, I had no idea you were funny. <laughs> and it was that. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, motherfucker, we have performed together for a, 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 almost two years. And he was just like, I've just, I've never listened ever. It was, it was really good. So. <laughs> Eric is such a better person in me in some ways. Cause Eric just will be like, ha ha ha. That's so funny. Had it happened to me, you'd be like, oh man, isn't it sad what happened to Umar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of my fucking mind. Like, no, you don't talk that way to me. I get a notebook. I'm like, January 13th. I, I take all the slights and just, uh, you know, they roll right off my back. I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about it. One day I will uh, just still die completely alone and, and it'll be fine. Don't worry. I'll still, I'll still succeed. I that's, honestly thought that was going to be last week. Go ahead, Jeremy. That's also how I uh, um, compliment every uh, female comedian. I'm like, man, I hate all female comedians except for you and my wife. Gosh, you know, <laughs> hey, I was just like, you know what? You were so funny. I didn't even want to oppress you for the next half hour. Do you know that? <laughs> I didn't want to actively yeah. take away your rights. <laughs> I get some wild ones, thankfully less than I used to. But yeah, I'd have ones every now and again. We'll be like, oh, I saw there was a woman on the lineup and I was like, gross. And then I saw you and I was like talking about being fat fucking all the time. You're hilarious. You think you get laid? You're fucking hysterical. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to kill your kids in front of you. Thank you. By the way, Jessica Brodkin started off as a really angry, uh, aggressive uh, female. I think she mellowed out after she got married. So you think so? Yeah, they tend to, they tend to try to do that to us. They like to get us married, so hopefully we'll be domesticated. But I'm a feral cat, baby. I'm sneaking into your house, eating your food, and pissing and shitting everywhere. Ooh, look at all that piss and shit in the corner. Has Ashley been here? Shut the front door. For your career. 
just pick the biggest fucking losers you can go out with. Man, it keeps that material rolling. So for the next... I was like, boys, why do you think I joined the podcast? I was like, there's no way this is going to hurt my career. (laughs) Also, you guys remember that show Seventh Heaven? Sometimes when I'm cooking, I'm like, 9-11. And then... <laughs> I watch all those 9 11 documentaries. I can't stop laughing. And I'm just like, <laughs> and you just see the first responders coming around the corner every time they keep introducing them during the internet. They're like, 9 11. Like, <laughs> like, you kids. And like someone's falling out of the building, burning. And they're like, you've always got a place here. I, I finally saw my first uh, brother's TikTok. And it was uh, the noise you make about when on a regular basis. And it was like, uh, oh, human suffering. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was a good little TikTok I have on there. Check out the Eric Woodward TikTok. It is a uh, treasure trove of uh, not great content, but content that you'll burn through in like an, a half hour. And you'll be like, I'm glad I watched that. You know, that's what it'll yeah, be. Yeah, follow Eric. Don't follow me. I don't post. I just use it to watch like racially charged. Also, shit. also watch all my videos when I wear a baggy shirt and finally reveal my breasts, how tight they are <laughs> in my shirt. <laughs> I can definitely see Jeremy, you being famous off of TikTok, but you end up on like your mom's house or whatever. They're like, look at this cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Also, after I die, I want you all to make the, the tribute video where they say his name was Robert Paulson. So Yeah, you know, of course, Jeremy. We're not monsters. Yeah. Um, I'm excited that... And tits. I'm, uh, I'm happy that I'm now on the other side of COVID, which is very exciting. I just tested uh, uh, negative, so I rejoined the family structure yesterday and saw my children... And uh, that was that was cool to be uh, to be out and about. I ate Taco Bell, uh, which was the first thing that I wanted to do, which uh, I've now accomplished that. Um, But I got to be honest, when you said you were on the other side of COVID, I was kind of hoping you meant the other side. Yeah, (laughs) like the yeah, like the straight up red hot chili peppers. You're totally gay now? I have I can't stop sucking dick now. That's the biggest takeaway. Get on the other side. I mean my anus. That's a, my other my other anus. I have a gay anus and a regular one. The gay one is called my mouth and the non-gay one is saved for marriage. Um <laughs> I don't I don't oh, know. I only have guys have sex with my ears. Yeah, fuck my ear pussies until they can no longer hear. Um, which is, you know, exciting to say the least. Um, thanks. Uh, you know, ear flat porn now. Well, now I have. I also have what's. I have the old natural immunity now for the next three months, which means I can lick any fucking doorknob I want to go and lick now. So I'm excited about that. I mean, you were licking doorknobs before you got sick, uh, but you just were playing a bad game of roulette and you finally came up short. Uh, I mean, I was a regular fucking deer hunter up until last week. Uh, Amazing stats. Unprecedented. I think the level that it took me two years to get like COVID actually is I, I think this is a better run than anybody's ever had. 
because I've never stopped being in the shit. Like I've never had to quarantine except when I was exposed, which I've had to like quarantine, but I never got sick during those times. And I've just always gone out. I've done shows, you know, I wear masks if they make me. Um, and that's, and, and Laid, laid in bed for 10 days feeling like you were dying it was totally worth it yeah 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 what yeah was there times where i couldn't almost breathe Ooh, yeah sure but you know other than that i'm feeling pretty fucking i'm feeling pretty copacetic i by can't way, really complain by the way i had to go to the post office the other day yeah i was the only one that wasn't wearing a mask and i realized this and i'm like i'm not gonna put on a mask but I was wearing my Batman hat, and I pulled it down to where it was like a mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people saw me, and they were like, oh, he's being a dick. He's wearing a mask only over his nose as a Batman. <laughs> and eyes. <laughs> you've, you've merely adopted the protocols. I was, I was born, born into it. it. I was born in them. <laughs> By the way. Which, by the way, I did the same thing at Walmart last night when I returned to battery. And she's like, she starts up, you know, there's a mask protocol. I was like, oh, and I pulled my mask, my Batman mask down. See, I'm wearing my mask now. And I was like, I'm just kidding. I'll follow the protocols because we'll pretend that this mask protects us from COVID as I pulled it over my face. There, well, there Eric go. got the COVID he deserves. So. Yeah, I did get the COVID I deserve, which is nice. And, uh, you know, I missed out on some comedy shows, a big whoopity doo dah. Uh, I didn't, I worked from home mostly. Uh, definitely, I will say, uh, COVID uh, does does indeed suck. Uh, it's not, uh, definitely worse than a regular cold, but not like. I, there was no single day where this is the sickest I had ever been, for sure. Like, I can tell you that for sure. Like, I had definitely been sicker, not for this many days of just being sapped of my energy. That was definitely different. Like, the recovery after, like, the real sick days was what really actually kind of sucked and was uh, weighing on the brain. But the actual, like, COVID itself is, is all right. It wasn't that bad. I'm kind of hoping, Eric, that um, in the next month, you and I are going to have matching forever rashes. Forever. I would, to, I would love for you to join my team. Oh, COVID am I, forever. <laughs> are you going to get, am I going to get a rash? Is that the next thing? I don't know. I sure shit did. Two years later, baby. You still got <laughs> a rash? Where do you get, where's this rash showing up? Every single day, Eric. I have to take Allegra. It, it, it shows up. For 15 minutes, disappears, shows up. I have to take Allegra every day to suppress it. Oh, so you got you got fucking you basically got uh you're 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 basically taking drugs so you don't become Jeremy Woodworth right now. <laughs> I'm taking myself out of the sequence. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm sorry. That sounds horrible. Don't get it. I I don't want to get it. I would probably embrace the rash. I want you to get it so bad so we can scratch each other. <laughs> we just sit there. It's like that episode of Friends where we have oven mitts and we fucking are just yeah. scratching each other like this. It's like ah! Erica, walks, Erica walks in and I'm like, oh, I just need some relief. <laughs> some weird, some weird sexy scratching pose. My cats come in and I'm like, come here, kitty, kitty. Just cover ourselves in kitty pate. <laughs> 
Oh, that's ridiculous. I hope, get, I hope you don't get that rash. I'm sure you're going to end up at some point with another rash, but that's not my fault. No, so. I'm definitely still a little bit uh, winded when I do stuff. Like, I feel like my, I feel like the old lungs took a hit. So, uh, and I haven't worked out today. Uh, I almost decided to work out today because I felt like very, I had like I had enough energy to do so, but I didn't. So tomorrow uh, will be the first day where I maybe try to have like a light workout and uh, try to get my muscles back to where they are. I haven't weighed myself. I feel like I've lost weight, even though I ate so much while this happened. I just looked at myself and like, I feel like I have lost sweat pounds and stuff like that. Um, I could, I usually judge cause like, you know how you just feel fat sometimes. I don't feel like I've gotten fat. I look down and I'm like, you know what? This looks like, this looks like I've lost a shit ton of muscle and the things that I worked hard for, but not, I don't think I've gotten any fatter. So that's kind of nice, I guess. Maybe I just okay. get like COVID Never. twice. I just need to get the two other variants. And I'm going to have the fucking summer body that I've been dying for literally. You ever feel fat, you know, kind of like the last 20 years? <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know how you feel so, fat for like the last 20 I years? I like this. I like this, Jeremy. You're Batman, and then Eric's got the bat wings. There you go. By Whoa. the way, by the way um, I have lost a lot of weight from my workout. I mean, work. And yeah. uh, man, my legs look spindly. Oh, and and I'm sure the only reason I even keep my weight is because I have actual muscle now, and uh, I did I logged 15 hours overtime this week. And I didn't do a song because I was exhausted and just felt. But like you're working. Sleeping. Oh, I I made a real paycheck, and then they only shorted me three hours of overtime. I wasn't bitter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm glad I can actually keep a job. <laughs> I'm really excited for you. Also, if you and Eric start getting thinner than me, I'm 100% shooting myself in the fucking face. But yay, I'm so excited for both of you. <laughs> I do have an update on my sweet wife, Erica, who has uh, started a diet like in November. She, it's, uh, This lady's become a goddamn beanpole upstairs. I'm telling you, she's uh, she's lost all the weight upstairs. So much so that I think she's having trouble walking at times and her bone density is not looking and good but you know what i'm happy for her as long as she's happy that's great so uh i still look like the trash person that i am so that's good you know so i mean i'm holding it together hanging in there yeah, she's like in rugby really. huh why don't you go back to playing rugby? Because of uh, how my all of my joints sound like glow sticks, Jeremy, because I'm almost 40 and I did it since I was 16 years old and everything hurts when I do it. I go to play rugby once a year. It's called an alumni game. I play for 15 solid minutes and then I remember why I don't do that anymore because it hurt. Everything hurt. It's not just like every, it's like the next week and a half when I have to go up the steps sideways. I forgot what it was like to just walk down steps. Um, um, because oh, I, it, I, it, it hobbles me. Same way with me, but with arthritic, psoriatic arthritis. Yes, so. I mean, I just don't, I don't want to go through it anymore. I, I've, I've already gotten the shit kicked out of me for years. I've done, I have so much CTE. I'm gonna fucking murder my children on a fucking Bowflex. You understand, Jeremy? It's not by the great. Way, by the way, I don't think you played rugby since age 16. I did. I thought you played football. Until the age of 18 when you quit 
and went to rugby. No, I played I played at Severn River Rugby when I was 16 years old. That's when I started. And football. Yeah. At the same time. They weren't they weren't at the same time, but yeah, pretty much the same years. Yeah, so it was so on, on the foot- fields. You, you you started playing rugby and then put on a helmet and played football at the same game. Yes, so. I would switch mid game and then no, it was you could play football is a fall sport and uh, rugby for high schoolers are in is in the spring, so you could play both. So I played I first played uh, rugby in the spring and then I would play football in the fall. So there you By go. The way, we went to his his high school um, Super Bowl. At uh, I think uh, UMB's. Um, what are you talking about? The College su- Park. College Park. Are you talking about the state championship, which is not the Super Bowl, and it's also it was not at UMBC. It was at the University of Maryland at Bird State. Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and you were robbed because they they don't know how to count field goals. And we did we did lose yes the state championship Aww. by a single point and we did make a field goal earlier that was clearly good. Okay, yes, I thank you for bringing up that very real life trauma. Don't worry, I appreciate way, it. I will go and steal that trophy for you and give it to you because Aww. you deserve it. And I will shit where they put their fucking trophy. Well, I, it was a moral victory knowing that we lost by one point ultimately, but definitely did score a field goal. So we kind of were state champions. Uh, it didn't like drive me as an athlete for the next 10 years of my life and made me play sports into my adulthood until I won a national championship in 2012. It, that had no, that had no bearing on any of those decisions at all. Let me tell you, it in no way I, motivated me. <laughs> I love being the fly on the wall of family therapy every Sunday. There you go. I love it. Uh, And speaking of uh, putting the rape back in therapy, let's talk about today's movie, everybody. I'm excited uh, today. (laughs) Jeremy, this is your pick. Uh, Fade to Black, our movie of the week. Uh, Let's, should, should should we, there you go. I'll play, replay your song just so we can have this again. Jeremy, why the movie Fade to Black? Uh, Not only probably one of Dennis Christopher's greatest roles. Uh, You'd say this is Dennis Christopher's greatest role. Okay. Maybe maybe second greatest to Breaking Away, which had uh, him and Dennis Quaid and uh, Daniel Stern and also the, the new Freddy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, can I, can I, let me start off just by saying I watched this movie today, Jeremy, Fade to Black, um, and it wasn't until I actually looked up the actor uh, uh, who starred in this, Dennis. Dennis Christopher, um, that I, I swear to God, I just watched this and I was like, man, Roddy McDowell is so good at doing an American accent. I was 100% sure this was Roddy McDowell the entire movie. I was like, wow, I understand why this is such a good <laughs> so great in Planet of the Apes also. <laughs> Jeremy, I swear to God, I thought I didn't know this was a different actor until I was like, wait a minute, are you telling me that wasn't Roddy McDowell the whole and- goddamn time? 
and also a 30-year difference between the two actors. Uh, I think if you had compared him to maybe Stephen Jeffries from uh, Fright Night and uh, and uh, 976 Evil, then that maybe would have been closer. Is, yeah, that isn't that who he's Roddy McDowell? Isn't he the guy in Fright Night? Yes, the older guy, but yeah. Stephen Jeffries was the young uh, evil Ed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I realized like how young he was like doing. I was like, man, I was like, he's just so good. He can play a kid. Like I'm believing that this guy is a fucking kid right now, but uh, I was wrong. One of the greatest seventies movies was uh, breaking away where he plays a guy that rides a bike and pretends that he's Italian because he loves the Italian racing team. And there's one scene where he actually follows a, a semi and gets up to 60 miles an hour on his fucking Schwinn. Whoa. Oh, yeah. He's fucking hardcore in that movie. I mean, he must have pedaled like a, mil- a thousand miles on that bike. And, of course, a great role for Dan- Daniel Stern and Dennis Quaid. Wow. So, yeah, this was uh, this was actually his first movie since he actually won an Academy uh, Award nomination in the, the previous movie you were just talking about. Uh, it also has Tim Thomerson in this movie, uh, who plays Dr. Jerry Moriarty. Uh, what's your favorite Tim Thomerson role, Jeremy? Uh, after, after, well, Tim Thomerson, probably the best in uh, either Cherry 2000, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen Dahlman yet. I almost wanted to put that on the roster. Okay. Uh now this was a this was a pretty fun little tidbit I found out about the movie. Uh the love interest for Tim Thomerson, uh who plays Dr. Jerry Moriarty in this film, is uh Officer Anne, uh who's played by Gwen Guilford. And in this movie she's actually pregnant. She's pregnant through most of the f- film in real life, and the baby that she's pregnant with uh is none other than the great Chris Pine. So you you get to see technically Chris Pine's first film ever in uh, in this movie. Might explain why he's not that great in most of his roles. Oh, uh, Jeremy, you might know Chris Pine mostly as the the Captain Kirk from the new the newer Star Trek movies. That's that's yeah, Chris Pine. He's hot, but he's kind of. He's uh, yeah. I, agree. I hate to say I hate to say I was watching a little Shatner in space last night, and the scenes where he's talking to Bezos, I literally feel like I'm watching Shatner and and Patrick Stewart at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trippy! I just want to hear Bezos do like. Yes, I really loved you as uh, Shatner. They're very good. Yes. <laughs> Well, can I say that our lead, I actually loved him, obviously. I loved him, obviously, in It. But I also really was happy to see years later, see him finally kind of pop up again in Django. Um, Mm -hmm. I was really happy to see him in that. But also, Peter Horton is in this. And I love Peter Horton because he's from Children of the Corn. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get to him for sure. Peter Horton uh, is actually the other love interest for uh, Marilyn, who, uh, Marilyn, who is uh, Linda Carriage uh, in this film. Um, and uh, uh, this is also the second film ever for the great Mickey Rourke. Uh, the, Mickey Rourke, who is alarming to see before he's had like 20 facial reconstructive surgeries and like before he got into boxing so uh shout outs to mickey rourke 
Mickey Rourke looks like he's had a million Marlboro cigarettes since this film. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, have you ever actually watched Mickey Rourke actually box people like in Japan and stuff? He's actually done professional boxing matches, and it's why his face is looks like a piece of fucking leather now is because he boxes like how Rocky does in the movies. He he doesn't believe in defense. He only blocks punches with his own face and. And uh, shout outs to Mickey Rourke for that. Well, right. So he he his face got beat the fuck up from all the boxing. But then he started going and was convinced to go get plastic surgery to repair it. And he trusted the wrong doctor, too. And he then I don't really know if there's a name for it, but essentially it's like addiction to the to the like the way you look and the fillers Mm -hmm. and people like just keep getting it done even though the doctor themselves are not that good um he just keeps going and getting it done over and over and over again until you just look like absolute dog shit i just can't wait till he finally just looks permanently like marv from sin city like he's so close like he only needs like four or five more injections to just look like a square frank miller drawing at this point and i want that for him but he's got the (laughs) He's got this DSL, baby. Yeah. He may not have any muscle left in the cheek, but the lips. (laughs) (laughs) So... Oh, man. So uh, the movie uh, uh, starts out about an obsessed Eric uh, who is basically this guy who uh, is played by um dennis christopher uh is eric binford who is a basically the best way to describe his character he would have a movie podcast if he was lived in 2021 that's the whole he's the most uh cunty person you've ever heard talk about movies he's like did you know who like that he is that guy all the time but in the 80s which is so much worse we know people like that, but it's comedy. It's literally not that far apart. Yes. Being, oh, God. Like, He's such um, a f- you don't know what really great comedy is. I mean, <laughs> I, have all, I have all of the stand-up specials on DVD of, like, Sam Kinison, Steve Martin. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Have you gotten laid, like, ever? And Never. they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he will yes he is the person that could tell you about the local fucking comedian the fat doctor for 25 minutes before that you before you even get out the fact they're like yeah i just thought the special was funny i guess um yeah so he's uh, a he's a real cunt in the movie I don't see you every week at open mics. Are you even hustling? Yes, yes. Are you are you even in the gig culture? <laughs> so the, the best part about this movie is that it was thirty years before uh my time. At the same time, it's like you get to the age where like, Hey, did you see that movie? And it's like Oh no, no, that's that's thirty years before my time. I'm I'm only thirty years old, so I've never seen that movie. And I'm like, Well, what can I talk to you about? I don't know anything about new shit. New shit is shit. It's, it's a you rehash and me. of a rehash of a reboot. Oh, the new Star Wars film. Oh yeah, that was so great. I, I saw it like forty years ago when it was It is you it is you and me, Jeremy, because how many years apart are you and I? We're at least twenty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, you're like 25, so. 
Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You you misaged her and she became Jewish. Um so we get to meet Eric's overbearing cunty aunt, uh, who he lives with. She seems like a real piece of work. We also meet Eric's overbearing cunty boss, uh, who has uh posters of Halloween and tourist trap in his office because he's he's a man of refined tastes. Uh, you also made his coat. By the way, so many movies they like to give up a, a send up to another movie. In this one, it's Halloween. Yeah, uh, the best one is Evil Dead uh, One, where uh, Sam Raimi puts a the Hills Have Eyes poster in the basement of the uh, house. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That is true. There is a lot of well, Sam Raimi uh, threw a lot of send ups to Wes Craven in his uh, original Evil Dead. Not only that, but he also had the the Freddy glove in there too because he loved he just loved himself some Wes Craven. So I get it. So I remember, I remember meeting Michael Berryman and he's like, "Did you ever see Hills Have Eyes?" Like, no, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I do remember the Hills Have Eyes uh, poster in the basement of Evil Dead, and he's like, "Oh, I had to give a I had to give a poster to uh, to Bruce Campbell," and he like <laughs> goes so awkwardly and nerdily to give a fucking poster to Bruce Campbell when we were when our at our first show here in Baltimore like 20 years ago. I we- do remember Michael Berryman being the <laughs> nicest person. Like sometimes you meet a celebrity and they're like, yeah, that's great. Get the fuck away from me. We couldn't get rid of Michael Berryman. Like he wanted to know, he was so excited to meet us that we were like, wow, I kind of want this to be over. Um- <laughs> by the way, you're, you're kind of creeping me out as an actor. You're, you- by, the way, by the way, and you talk about a, a a standoffish actor who everybody talks about is Tom Savini who like you'll talk to him he'll turn his head like I don't want to be here I don't want to talk to you I wish I wasn't here it's the vibe that he gives off to everybody so which the last thing I'm going to say to derail us I did see Tom Savini's birthday birthday post those are some mighty big nipples sir good for you he is damn big good old shape. nips big old nips what can we say so, <laughs> sorry, I usually am good at muting myself, but I was not there. So, uh, next, uh, we also meet his coworkers, uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, who uh, he, they think he's a nerd and completely... Um, uh, unlivable to be around and they're right because he does suck as a person. Uh, then we then meet the local cops who will be investigating the murders, uh, Captain Gallagher and Jerry and Dr. Jerry Moriarty who's trying to uh, is the psychologist there. Uh, I have no idea why he has the, the, the connection exactly but you know whatever. We're just going to go with it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> he's also hooking up with Dr. Uh, with Officer Oshenbell uh, who I mentioned is the mom of chris pine in the movie so look uh eric then gets to meet marilyn and his friend and her friend stacy at a diner and he's able to woo her enough to go to the movies and i don't understand how he convinced no. her at, at, at any part in this uh, so as a woman ashley yes you see this man who's clearly a twink like clearly has sex with other men not against his not <laughs> Not willingly for him. Like he finds himself in sexual situations with no. guys where he has to no. he has to have sex with them. The money Eric, is exchanged afterwards. What Eric about this guy? <laughs> Eric 
deeply misunderstands women, but at this point, I'm not surprised. I've known this for no, years. No, no, no. So, what about this? How does he? How does he get a date with this woman at the diner? Well, so look, he has a. I will say he has a very nice jawline. He doesn't have a bad face. He's kind of got that that sad droopy dog thing going on, real sad pound puppy thing, which I think is kind of cute. Now, do I think he has big incel energy? He definitely does, mm-hmm. but. But, okay, no ass, no aspirations. He is absolutely <laughs> my type. Is <laughs> I'd like to compare him to, like, a non-rock star Marilyn Manson. And she's like, man, I could go out with him, even though I still might end up in his sex dungeon. So. <laughs> Hey, look, a hard man is hard to come by. You're like, mm, he's into weird shit, but <laughs> not exactly getting lots of calls from the boys these days. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, he he has wheels. I've done much more embarrassing things for a ride, so I get her taking him up on the offer. Uh, he does remind me though of Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. Oh, uh-huh, a little bit. Yeah, it's got Joker vibes. A little bit of taxi cab driver. A little bit. A bit of a loner man who uh, uh, lives outside of the the regular norms. Yeah, but if you go out with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, you're like, it's probably got some pretty damn good heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but no, but think about it though, because because Joaquin kind of has this like weird fantasy life that he lives in and it kind of revolves around like stand-up media like things that you can consume entertainment it's very similar that they live in these very weird realities that no one else is seeing or experiencing but him um and there's always some really hot girl hey that's my favorite thing about hollywood absolute dumpster fire men are pulling women like zoe saldana or um you know jennifer love hewitt like Take your pick. I mean, be- just look at the Pete Davidsons of the world. I mean, let's let's be honest. Somebody yeah. pointed out earlier this week that they were like, Pete Davidson is the ultimate hetero anomaly because oh, no gay men out. write about him. Yeah, I sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. God yeah, damn because it. Yeah, women, because women love a project, yeah. which is why Erica loves Eric. He's Aww. always down in the basement building his tomb. Yeah, that is true. She, uh, yeah, I okay, all right. I see you and you, you ladies and your DIYs. What can I say? When you <laughs> run out of things to fix on yourself, start on your partner. <laughs> it also reminds me. I love that. Uh, I love that Bill Burbit from like his newest special, where he's just like he's like, I don't know what it is about my wife. She is some. <laughs> She's like, me, I am some type of building with scaffolding all around it at all times that's constantly under pers- under construction. But she yeah. is something under a glass case that is completely untouched and perfect at this point. Yeah. It's 100% accurate. I am a new home built to Eric, you are a crumbling foundation that if I don't working on you soon you will be condemned (laughs) there's one thing i am to my wife it's somebody to make her feel better about herself that is true that is love so so uh 
he uh, does convince her to go out on a date, but she stands him up because she's going out with Joey, who's played by Peter Horton, the guy from Children of the Corn. And uh, but she doesn't like intentionally stand him up. She just loses her time because you know she's fucking out here dating all these fucking hot guys. I can't remember every one, and shows up late to the date, so late that they don't even hook up or meet each other at all that evening. Which I will say, Eric points out something that I did not notice until now, that as much as I want to shit on this character and we call him an incel, I'm a little bit of an Eric in this movie because I'm like, you betrayed me. You didn't show up for me. And the other person's like, I just forgot. And I'm like, you hate me. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just forgot. I really love all the, uh, the the movie posters that they shared through this movie, and also it was the time of Coal Miner's Daughter and oh. all the movies that were out at the time that I totally remember. Oh yeah. So. Uh, he uh he does though meet a local prostitute and he's like hey I got ten bucks and she tells him to just get fucked and then goes and gets in <laughs> so he can't even pick up a prostitute that's important to remember later because that prostitute yeah. is probably gonna get it later. Uh, but I would not I would not let a guy offer me ten dollars and be like is this enough for sex I'd be like no make it another I don't know eighty dollars. Hey that was in the eighties ten bucks was like fifteen bucks today. Pussy is priceless. <laughs> and on like Bel Air Road, it was like 50 bucks. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, he does go home, though, and decide to go kill his auntie because she inter- she uh, interrupts the Kiss of Death movie that he's watching. And I did pull a little audio for this. Here we go. In the charity ward, either you go to work, you eat, or you can find yourself another place to live. This is final watching movies again. Which, I gotta be honest with you, uh, this is something I just put together. He, uh, the, the chair, wheelchair then crashes down the steps, and uh, I'm, I don't want to say that they directly rip this off later, but um, if you remember, the great movie Mac and Me would later use this exact scene <laughs> where Eric in a wheelchair, Eric! He goes flying off of a cliff. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the movies, <laughs> also great in every Bradley Cooper film. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, can I point out just a couple of things though before her passing? I want to talk about her for a second, if you don't mind. So, very beginning of the movie, within like what the first ten minutes or so. We find out like how badly she treats him and she literally tells him essentially, I think you're worthless. Like you don't matter to me. Hmm. But then while he's 
sitting at the breakfast table smoking she's like you should eat your breakfast because it's good for you and i'm like why do you care if he eats breakfast or not you said you don't care that he lives like who gives a shit if he eats why it inconsistency okay i do like well but also she's obsessed with health she's in a wheelchair but she's also obsessed with eating healthy and she has lots of books like books about carrots and books about like different different (laughs) vitamin c yeah it's very very funny so that she's obsessed she's a wheelchair bound person that's obsessed with health so well it's funny you bring that up because eric i did not notice that i didn't but i already know the answer um she's a vegetable um (laughs) (laughs) but she's like the hottest wheelchair bound person i've ever seen I call mm. her Meals on Wheels. Um, but <laughs> just eat that pussy and drink it. It's a it's a mobile mobile home for your for your dick. Um, mm-hmm. so here's here's <laughs> here's my other thing though, because I think we're glassing over it because she's dead at this point of what you showed. Is she in like an abusive relationship with poor Eric? Because he goes to leave and he asks her for a loan, like a little bit of date money. And she goes, okay, but when you come back. I want my back rub. My back massage. And he looks so scared and sad. Now, he's an adult. They are not actually related by blood, though, is my understanding. So it's not. But my question is. Until the end. <laughs> but like when he was a little boy, though, do you think that she was like, "Oh, come in and touch my bunions"? Well, and it is it- Hollywood, so the idea of of people of Hollywood elites fucking children is very much woven within the storyline. I like it. That makes me sad, but also maybe she would ride his face while he did those impressions. <laughs> So he ends up getting the inheritance uh, from his aunt and then places his auntie's ashes on the mantle, then goes ahead and uh, puts a cigarette out in it and then uh, ends up burning her books, uh, like uh, the carrot books and all that bullshit. Uh, He then gets done up like a vampire that night so he can go watch Night of the Living Dead by himself, uh, which is, you know, seems like a completely normal thing to do. Um, Yeah. You see me at warehouse cinemas once a month. <laughs> yeah, it's not like somebody on this show would just dress up and cosplay as some horrible monster and then go out completely unprompted to places like maybe the movie It Chapter 2 and then come out mid-movie dressed fully as a clown and then scare everybody in the movie theater like maybe Jeremy Woodworth did. Um, I was going to say I didn't. Oh, you've not heard the story. I took Jeremy Woodworth to go see uh, It Chapter 2. And while we were sitting in the movie, in the movie theater, Jeremy got up mid-movie and then came back fully dressed as a clown, as Pogo the Clown. So much so that I think one lady got up and she went, fuck no, and went to move to a different part of the theater. <laughs> and then, well, I have to say I'm appreciative that did not happen on our one movie outing. So that's great. <laughs> so uh would have been highly hushed. So uh he then uh 
goes to go to Marilyn's house where he, uh, I guess, inadvertently recreates the scene from the movie Psycho, uh, but he drops a pen in there. It's a weird thing that happens. It's very incel-y. Uh, and then he accidentally kills a hooker on his way home and then drinks her blood. Who amongst us has this not happened to? You know? I, well, you know, I... <laughs> not to toot my own horn but i have been taking a shit several times in a public restroom after a show and someone's been like hey and they hand me toilet paper under the stall and they're like can i get your autograph and i'm like absolutely as soon as i pass this indiana jones size turd as soon as <laughs> <laughs> this temple poo out of my body i am all over it so i get it it's hard to be famous <laughs> he totally passed over one of my favorite characters for the film when he has the funeral and is it's the uh the, the hollywood priests oh yeah yeah like yes. well you know we can have a special special memorial and everything and it's like as he gets into his limo <laughs> pulls down the mirror <laughs> That was actually pretty good. That whole that whole discussion was actually pretty good. When he's like, "I'm sorry, we can't bury her next to Marilyn Monroe," and he's like, <sighs> "Fine." <laughs> I also like that he goes to his uh, his his aunt's funeral dressed as Dick Tracy, basically. Like, uh, do, like his get up. He becomes J- Cody Jarrett after that. Oh right. So. Uh, I was just sorry. Cause I'm so sorry. What I, was, what I just wanted to say, because again, I think we've already uh, moved past it, is Doctor Moriarty, which it's funny that he has that name. Um, I love that we get to watch him play the harmonica, and I just gotta say that dude obviously fucks. Which happened immediately after that scene. I watched him play the harmonica. Wrote that dude fucks, and then he literally, in fact, did fuck, yeah, which I does. thought was he yeah, does. He does. <laughs> He was sitting there uh, fucking showing Chris Pine his fucking full adult ass dick inside of that lady. Uh, <laughs> this this might be a, this might be a little bit too soon, but of course, that uh, <laughs> the character Binford, one of the the, the important trivia is that he points out, he's like, "Bet you didn't know who Hitler's favorite movie was." Broadway musical, which of course stars James Cagney in a musical, and had I had I put two and two together, it would have been a great song. Uh, Hitler loved musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Springtime for Hitler, I love it. Springtime for Hitler in Germany, maybe. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Hitler was a very sensitive man. Well, the. Uh, <laughs> The next, uh, next, we get to see him uh, in what I think is his creepiest getup yet is this Hopalong Cassidy uh, cowboy uniform, which looks like he should just be. And Jeremy will know what I'm talking about. I don't know if Ashley will, but the Primus video, Winona has herself a big brown beaver. He looks like one of the cowboys that would be in that video, like now, 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 now. Energizer toy uh, makeup. Yeah, so. it has real big plastic energy. Uh, scary. No, yeah, Winona has a a big big beaver. Never heard. 
Never heard that one. Okay. Have you never? It's, it's a classic, just like Chuck Berry's My Dingaling. Yeah, yeah. Well, my nona has a big bound beaver and things. And the beaver tried to leave it. Oh, my. Crazy. My generation had my, my pussy, my back. Yeah, I, sorry. We had Primus, um, and the, you know that that fucking Primus. that 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 beaver was eating Taco Bell. So um, anyway, eating before today's music. But uh, I did, I did. Uh, he confronts Mickey Rourke and his friend in the alley, and uh, we get to hear this audio here. How does it feel now, Richie? Binford. He sure does shoot him a lot of times and uh, kills the hell out of him. Uh, meanwhile, the police are completely befuddled, and uh, I picked up this one line. It's only 13 seconds, but this is Moriarty talking to the main cop here. You're like, I could figure this out. This guy loves movies. So knock it off. Captain, I know the human mind, especially the sick ones. Well, fuck the mind, okay? Well, fuck the mind, okay? (laughs) Stay out of police business. (laughs) Mm, Makes me want to. Makes me want to make my own porno. Call it Mind Hunter. (laughs) He, he, uh, Eric, Eric. <laughs> Mind Hunter is pretty good. All right, so then he gets he gets a ride from. That's a, that's a golf clap for me. That's so. a good one. I did like it. So he then gets a ride from a a, a big movie star, Mister Bialy, uh, where he's able to then pitch his movie Alabama and the Forty Thieves, which sounds like the dumbest movie in the whole world, for sure. I hate to say, I hate to say it sounds like a movie that Quentin Tarantino would make up. Alabama and the Forty Thieves, and uh, yeah. But his excitement is short-lived as he goes home and then jerks off to Marilyn Monroe's picture above his bed. And what is the most awkward jerk-off scene? Because he's it's fully it's a fully flaccid jerk that he starts off with, and then he does nut in under a minute. Uh, impressive. By the, way, by the way, can you can you guys uh, tell me who the uh, partner was with um, Harvey Keitel in uh, Reservoir Dogs? Who was the partner? Yeah, that he had been working with. The partner that Harvey Keitel had been working with in Reservoir Dogs. Yes, mentioned by uh, the the Tierney character that was questioning him before he got hired. Was it um, was it um, was it Vince the other Vega? Was it John Travolta's Vega character? No, no. I, I only say because he's was like, it Are Lou Vega and the Mambo Number Five. When when, uh, when Mr. Thing asks him, uh, you still working with uh, Alabama? No, no, she's. I'm not working with her anymore. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's why I mentioned Reservoir Dog. Thanks. I'm. Gl- I appreciate that. Um, I would have. I would have settled for a Lou Bega reference, but instead, we'll take that. <laughs> no, there was no little Monica in his life, or Erica, or all the other whores that he fucked. So, uh, the excitement is short-lived. He jerks off to Marilyn Monroe's picture above his bed, but also fantasizes about the real-life Marilyn that he's met. Uh, Then he goes to go kill his boss as the mummy! Oh, gosh! And he scares the hell out of him and then laughs about it. Oh, man, what a scary laugh. 
I gotta tell you, in the age of COVID, that is such a waste of toilet paper. Yeah, you know, looking um, through the, this lens, it's hard to hard to justify that. So, uh, I'm playing Call of Duty the other morning, literally at 4 a.m. in the morning with my close friend group, and this cocky fucking kid who can't be more than 15 years old, when he finally gets killed, the other guys literally teabag him for almost a minute straight. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Hockey. They even they even get the um, the, uh, the 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 gesture where they literally sit on your face. Hell yeah! Saying, Look, I'm sitting on your face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got his ass. He then um <laughs> he then goes uh to kill uh Biali because uh, Biali gets on and then uh, completely takes credit for this movie that he pitched. And then uh, when he calls him, he denies that he knows that <laughs> I never give anybody a ride. You fucking clown. And so he dresses up as a 1950s gangster comes in with a fucking typewriter, Tommy gun. And we hear this here. Happy birthday, sucker. <laughs> a real live birthday card shit which one of you juggers is responsible for this <laughs> it's important to realize like how gay he sounds too yeah. like as a gangster right here he's like i want to be a gangster but also a little fabulous happy yeah. birthday <laughs> sucker <laughs> yeah it's so bad i i will say i was thinking during this scene that i was like you know if our eric treated me like the birthday cards i give him i too would end up in a dumpster <laughs> uh but ultimately Wait, you're making a big mistake i could do a lot for you but not for long mister <laughs> keep the change you filthy animal <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he ends up uh, uh, filling him full of lead uh, as he spins around in the barber's chair. Uh, nice little wonderful scene from him. Uh, and, you know, after you commit a fucking horrible atrocity murder in broad daylight, what do you go do? You go and take your top girl out on the town and cosplay as a prince and princess for no goddamn reason up in some weird apartment. Um, Latino, baby. I have no idea why this happens like that. Uh, but the doctor Moriarty does track him down. He gets shot in the leg as he walks in. The two are forced to flee to the famous, uh, Grauman's Chinese theater in oh. Hollywood. Um, so what I just want to say though, real quick is whenever he gets shot, I love that he's really theatrical about it, but I also love that the officer is like, God, you're being such a pussy. Will you shut up? And, <laughs> He just got shot in the leg. Yeah. Man up. We got to go. Stop being <laughs> such a bitch. <laughs> so uh, they end up going to the famous Chinese theater in Hollywood where our climax of the movie uh, takes place. Uh, he's able to climb to the top. He locks Marilyn in another room who's still just going along with this. I don't know why uh, because she's into bad boys and projects. And uh, finally, he shows himself at the, at the top of the Chinese theater where the cops are all there. He brandishes the gun and uh made it, I finally made it! Oh <laughs> the world 
as he tumbles over headfirst off of the Chinese theater to his death, which brings us to an end of this wonderful film, Fade to Black. Um, wow, what a ride it was. Uh, overall, you know what? I enjoyed Fade to Black. I feel like uh, I feel like this is one movie that, if it got rebooted, could probably be done a little bit better in uh, in modern times and really be given a, a fresh uh, take. Um, but overall, wasn't too bad. Uh, I, I enjoyed it overall. Ashley, your final thoughts on Fade to Black? Uh, two things. Um, I enjoyed it. Thank you, Jeremy, for suggesting this. I've never seen it before. Uh, I do just want to say I actually like the original version before they made this version that went to theaters. Uh, the original version is after he drinks the blood of that prostitute. Uh, several years later, he slowly dies from the hep C that he contracted from drinking her blood. Um, also, uh, at the theater. Happy New Year, guys. It's the year of the Red Dragon. Uh, but I thought it was great. All right. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Fade to Black, 1980. Uh, the, the great underlying theme of this movie is that he obviously is gay. <laughs> He's still much like uh, uh, a candle in the wind uh, loves Marilyn Monroe, but at the same time tries to be as manly as he can by killing people. and And also... Uh, my favorite reboot of this movie was uh, uh, also known as the Columbine Kids Killing People. So, Oh, okay. I always liked this movie uh, as much as, um, you know, I always liked it when it was just called Nightmare on Elm Street 2. They're both great films overall, uh, but I I enjoyed this one nevertheless. Uh, I'm glad it's been added to the quality time thing. Uh, four stars, way, great movie. By the way, when I met uh, Dennis Christopher, I got him on video going, top of the world, ma. Yeah, yeah. baby. Well, uh, if you'd like to watch this movie, I believe it's on Prime Video for free if you're a Prime subscriber. And if not, you can rent it for like two, three bucks on YouTube. So definitely worth a watch. Sit down, enjoy some classic. uh, Was it on Shudder too? Yeah. Uh, I could have watched it there. Didn't. Um, Definitely paid $2 for it, even though I subscribed (laughs) to Shudder and was looking for it. Anywho, uh, thanks very much. Um, Let's see. Uh, Ashley, take us out of here. Where can we find uh, you at? Sorry. There you go. No. <laughs> um, you can find me. Uh, I have a show on the 22nd in Perryville, Maryland. You can find me at that. I apparently don't have a show on the 21st. Good luck with that. Uh, but you can find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Hell yeah. You can find her Ashley Pontius Laughs. Check all that shit out. Uh, I got a show in Arlington on Thursday. I got a show at the DC Improv doing a murder mystery with a weird group of people this weekend on fr- Friday night. Come and check that shit out. Uh, it should be pretty fun. Um, uh, check all that shit out. Uh, all things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. Um, I don't have too much more than that other than take care of yourselves, hit up the fucking merch, do all that bullshit, and Jeremy, take us out of here. the mind! <laughs>